0: Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die Podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point. And brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. Stop dying. Don't die. Please don't die. Okay, wow. Well, there's a song song called "Please Don't Die" by Father John Misty. I don't know if you know that song. I think it might have been inspired by our podcast. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you better do your date checking,
0: maybe. Yeah, yeah. See Uh when "Please Don't Die" was written, but I, I am—I've said it before. I'll say it to you guys right now. I am puzzled by the dozens of people that come up to me and talk about "Don't Die" podcast throughout a week or two. Wow. It just happened tonight at the Earth Cafe in Pasadena. What? Uh, Yeah. People love this podcast, Chuck.
2: What the fuck is wrong with people? Even after after you told them costumes are for lames?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're on to something. America must really be messed up. They are so fucked up to listen to this podcast. Uh, So let me tell you something. A guy named Michael Ra- Rab R A B B is starting the Don't Die Boston. Right, good uh, He he wrote me today the nicest thing. I want to read to you guys. Like, here's my thing. And Chrissy said uh, today, like, people really like the podcast. So you need to focus more on. it. I was like, no, I need to focus less on it. Whatever <laughs> we're doing <laughs> is working. As soon as it's like songwriting, Chuck is. It's like songwriting. As soon as you think you know what you're doing, you become a lop. You'd become lame.
2: <laughs> well, if people knew how many minutes went into preparing for this on Mike <laughs> exactly. Mark's part, uh, only <laughs> four minutes.
0: So let me read you this. This is one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me in my life. Oh, and it's because of this idiotic podcast that when people ask me what is it, what is your podcast about, I say I have no idea. Me and Mike Mart arguing about the 1980s. I have no idea. <laughs> And, so and then I, is- I
2: always tell him. I always tell him it's just me going, uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we use you as, a, as an argue ambassador. <laughs> so Michael Rabb wrote today. He was inspired to write me. Thinking of you, Bob, hope all is well from B- Don't Die Boston. I used to think Mark Marin had the podcast with the deepest personal honesty, at least in the early days. But in fact, you do. On your early episodes, you often said, no one listens to this podcast, or I don't know why anyone would listen to this podcast. Then you said it's parents of addicts. I'm telling you, as a non-addict with some depression, like most of the rest of the world, you lend connection. I think your audience is almost everyone in this country. I don't know shit, and I know it's not why you started the podcast, but your greatest service might be doing the podcast three to five days a week. How fucking crazy is that? Yeah, could you imagine Mike Mart having to do something three days a week, Chuck? Would uh, no, that be almost no. impossible? And you
1: I said don't. it right. That is crazy. Who would do three <laughs> or five? five? I had <laughs> to believe that
2: people do one a day. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it, I'm shocked that if you listen last week. And you liked it. You'll probably like this week because it's pretty much the same shit. You know? It's just, it's just, it, we're like a Ramones song. If you like the first one, you'll like the whole record. Yeah, it is. It is the
0: first. We So far, the Don't Buy po- Die podcast is the first four Ramones
2: albums. It's <laughs> yeah. the I only mean, ones that matter. It, it, there's it's, the... Occasional special guest that really mixes it up, but that's not very often. I
0: tell you, when the Ramones lost me, so I I was a fanatic when they came out. I loved a single called "I Want to Be Your Boyfriend," but that they recorded live at the Roxy. I had needles and pens on one side. I want to be your boyfriend, and then I Good got stuff. the Ramones album, the first one when it came out, and all the way to I for, I think the fourth one is Rocket to Russia. Is that the fourth one? So leaving, it's Ramones leaving home. What's the third one? And then the is fourth Road to Ruin. Oh, Road to Ruin is third. No, Road to Ruin is like the second one. No, Leaving Home is the second one, Mike. See, it shows what you know about the 1980s. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 70s, I think. Yeah. Uh,
2: I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> that but, shows what you know about decades. <laughs> but
0: but so then I stopped listening to them like in 1982, probably or eighty. 182 and started listening to like gun club and x and whatever right so then i get a casting call which chuck mike and i used to often not a casting call there was a woman named janet cunningham nicest person why she would hang out with people like she did no idea she'd hang out with cash cash, uh But she, yeah, like she'd hang out with Animal Boner and Earthquake and Carlos Guitarlos, this nice woman. So she was a casting director and she would, word would get out to us on the streets of Hollywood. Hey, you can make 35 bucks and a free lunch or you can make 50 bucks. It was a free 125 lunch.
1: bucks, Bob.
0: Yeah, later in the 80s. But I'm talking about in the beginning. So I get this thing and somebody says they're doing a Ramones video. And I'm like, oh, cool. And it was for the song uh, "Pet Cemetery." What year is the song "Pet Cemetery"? Oh
2: boy, um, it was the same as the movie. That's a freaking. That was late on. I thought. Nineteen eighty-nine. Nineteen eighty-nine.
0: See, that's so They probably, probably shot it. They probably in, shot it in eighty-eight, and by that time, I didn't like the Ramones,
1: so I wouldn't oh. do that. <laughs> How can you right? not like the Ramones? <laughs>
0: Well, you cannot, yeah, like, you, you know, cannot. how, how do can you, you not like the first Mike? four Ramones records, the first four Ramones records? Anybody that doesn't like them is an idiot. But after that, as as people flee the Ramones fanaticism camp, I can understand it. And Pet Cemetery was a bridge too far for me.
2: <laughs> it uh, you was. know, I think, you know, I, I thought it was I thought it was cool because I was reading Stephen King a lot and he quoted them a lot in his books. Like, he'd start chapters with a verse from some of their songs, you know? And it yeah, was kind of cool never, that there was I've some never, payback. I, I to because- say
0: I've never read, read a, a Stephen King novel. I don't... Oh, I just wait that. for the... Here's my thing. I'll just wait for the movie.
2: Tell oh. me, is it
0: every book he's ever written a movie? Probably the most movie writer ever in history, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. but they don't come close. So anyway, The Shining.
0: I think... That I'm going to treat the Don't Die podcast the same way I treated playing guitar, which was I don't <laughs> never want to learn how to play guitar really, because I felt if I learned how to play guitar, I would end up being a worse songwriter. So if I ever figured out why people like this podcast, I would become a worse podcaster. That's my theory. Stay amateur, Chuck. Stay amateur. Oh, no, pro- um, no problem. You know what? That's Somehow all I, know. I like that. Stay on an inconsistent hey. release thing. I don't even know when podcasts are supposed to come out. I just, you know, we had time tonight. Hey, we had time. <laughs> we had time tonight. Hey, um, you see this album right here? Iggy? Yes. The very first the one. Just-
1: Iggy Pop remixed it. And this <laughs> is the remix version of Raw Power. People kept asking him, hey, you going to remix that Raw Power? You should remix it. Cause why would done. he do it why? so right, he remixed this thing and it's amazing
2: I, so I say, had a lot of help
1: it's amazing that, dude
0: oh it's the same all these remixes no, i don't give a fuck know, uh-uh, i it, could give a it, fuck about all these remixes why don't people write better songs instead of remixing their albums over and over again see are you with me chuck
2: uh, yeah, I like. I don't mind when they clean them up for disc, but I don't think it makes them that much better.
0: I know that. I know that Anthony and Flea aren't the same people that made the first Chili Pepper record. So why are they going to go back and remix it? They're making vital music right now. They just released two albums in one year. Iggy Pop needs to focus on writing songs now. Instead of like remixing an album he made fifty years ago, that's isn't just my like opinion. Seven, isn't
2: he like yeah? But he he could never. He's not the same person. So to make it sound better because that raw power was really rough. So okay, it might sound there, cool, clean, up. Okay. Ah, fuck that!
0: No, it's in your no, ear all for fifty years.
2: All fifty years, 50 all years thunders, in your ear, wrong. So here's the,
0: the thing. So ZZ Top was. Produced by the same person that produced Stor- uh, 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 Filoni's sponsor. And so they had made these new records, Eliminator and whatever, with drum machines and the drum sounds, right? So then they became, they had a second wave of popularity, ZZ Top. first right. They were popular in the 70s with Tush and, and and you know, uh, LaGrange and whatever. I saw them play with Ted Nugent. And I saw them play with Blue Easter Cold. And they were a big band in the 70s. And then they kind of faded away, and then they kind of reappeared as these bearded guys from the Haunted Mansion, right? Yep, that's what they yeah. always reminded me of, right? Remember <laughs> the Haunted Mansion guys, the yep. hitchhikers? <laughs> yep. So and, I always they, and they that, kind of I, lived that out. I yeah. always thought that's where Billy Gibbons got that from, from the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. But anyways, so then their sound was so different, right? The, the dark sunglasses and all that, right? They yep. went back. And modern ZZ topatized the old albums. Mm. Like what a masturbation
2: uh, exercise! Sunglass, uh, they didn't need to do that. They already had sharp dressed <laughs> men. I think it was cheap sunglasses, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, cheap sunglasses. What a, you know? And, but uh, you know that sound of the drums. They went back and made yeah. all the ZZ Top albums sound like that. Look, somebody,
2: man. <laughs> somebody at the record company Look, thought man, it would be a good need- idea
1: we need and to then, go back in and remix stormy weather that's yeah all it's
0: a shitty sounding record but i'm so used to it sounding shitty i don't know if it sounded that's yeah, why I but, just leave the not? past the past live in the present what do we tell our clients Doc? Live, the <laughs> live in the now live in the now we don't get a nobody job. should go back and do anything in my opinion go Are forward look forward the past is the kidding? past. You did what you did. You fucked up. We made Stormy Weather with the big uh, uh, John Cougar Mellencamp drum sound, Chuck. And it uh, <laughs> uh, doesn't sound 80s. right.
2: The 80s drum sound. doesn't sound right. I'll, I'll just Everybody. never
0: forget. I'll never forget. Like, John Doe was <laughs> producing the record, and we're rehearsing in my garage. And he was trying to tell Pete to not hit the snare you know so many times like he hit like you know pete he had a certain rhythm to his snare and john doe (laughs) had planned to use the big john cougar mellencamp drum triggering machine right and so pete was hitting the snare too many times and it wouldn't trigger right or whatever. So John Doe stood behind him with his hand right on his wrist and kept grabbing it every time he, Pete was hitting a second <laughs> snare. <to laughs> thing. I'll never forget that. Like trying to teach Pete not to hit it two times, you know, like ba bum bum ba bum 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 bum. That's just the way we sounded. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're not gonna stop him from doing that. That's part of the band.
2: Well, yeah, a drummer, a drummer adds a flavor to the band for sure. No, Absolutely. but
0: perfectionism is idiotic in music. It, Listen it is. to the Rolling Stones. Uh, the greatest story. Uh, our, our friend Dave Jordan produced the Rolling Stones. He knew he had arrived by producing Alice in Chains and Jane's Addiction. When the Rolling Stones came, a call in Chuck, and so he, you know, this is your lifelong dream to produce the Rolling Stones. Are you kidding? So he goes to Paris. He's all set up, waiting for the Rolling Stones to come. The day they're supposed to come, they don't come. Then the next day they don't come. Then they hear, oh, it's postponed for two weeks. Right? And then Dave Jordan's like, oh, my God. I'm stuck in Paris doing nothing for two weeks.
2: So then what, they a, find what a horrible they, thing. They're
0: back on. <laughs> they're back on. They're going to be there. They're going to be there. Uh, supposed to start at 6 p.m. About 8 p.m., Ron Wood shows up. says, are those guys here? Nope. Nobody's here. You're the first one. Oh, okay. And, uh, and by two o'clock in the morning, they're all there. They just, they don't even talk to him. They just go in the studio where the equipment set up and they start jamming Harlem shuffle. That's all they did till six in the morning. Didn't talk to him and left. Next day, they just come back in, they start playing Harlem shuffle again. And <laughs> that's when Dave had the balls to ask Mick Jagger, are, are you, are we recording this song?
2: <laughs>
0: it's an old 40s song right mm-hmm. so they just play harlem shuffle for like five days and dave notices that the bpm meter is not staying consistent chuck it's not mm-hmm. on the harlem shuffle it's picking up tempo every time it comes back around like a freight train that's just what are the pick it up so he's in the control booth with with ron wood and he says you know Best take I've got, it speeds up like 17 BPMs. What? And Ron Wood was like, Yeah, we tend to do that. Right. And he goes, Well, have you ever thought of having tr- playing with a click track? And Ron Wood said, Oh my God. Yeah. we. So many people have suggested that. To
2: us. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but,
0: yeah. you know, Charlie's so good. He just beats that click track to the end every time. <laughs> 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 so, So, in fact, what was thought of to be the greatest drummer in the history of rock music, Mr. Precision, sped up drumming. Now, they go back and remix all the Rolling Stones albums when they signed some big record deal and they put it all at perfect tempo. And that's why Rolling Stones songs don't sound as good. They didn't do the the um, original ones with Brian Wilson, b- Brian, Brian Jones, but the ones from like, it's only rock and roll on, they went and remixed and slowed them down and evened them out and smoothed them over and made them
2: perfect. Now that that's, that's different. That's changing the personality. That's because it, there's a lot of good songs that actually do that, especially in the R and B stuff that goes. Well, with. What
0: feel. Could, what? a raw power is a perfect album. What could Itty Iggy add to it 50 years later?
1: There, it's it's completely much better man it's just the drums are brought out on penetration there's a there's that there's this you know how iggy had that thing on lust for life that went ding 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 ding, ding that one note yeah, yeah he has it on a lot there's, of songs there's, there's like a piano with two notes on it that totally drives it now it's it's i just love you know i like to hear a different perspective and it's done so much better it's just remixed you know where you can actually hear what the drums compared and compared to
0: what though compared to what you think that I mean, music's supposed to bowie sound like now the
1: thing bowie makes a thing like crap that's all there is to it you know and he even said he did he said he didn't care and he wanted to fuck it up and they were fighting and they were gay lovers or something.
0: That's not true, didn't. Oh, you don't know it's true? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Mike (laughs) just just (laughs) literally makes stuff up. I'm telling you
1: that the mix was terrible, okay?
0: And it's always been terrible, but you know what? It's classic. From what I I understand, Iggy Pop was a tremendous alcoholic and drug addict, Mike. Mm, And it tended to go against productivity. David Bowie, though a good drug addict, pretty productive guy stayed pretty professional right and he became good
1: you think those early mixes i think
0: my ears hear those songs and they profoundly affected my life and i don't want to hear them mixed (laughs) by some 70 year old guy that lives in florida i really don't i
1: love it (laughs) i fucking love it it's so much better
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I heard, I heard, I heard you know, he's made a great record with uh, uh, some people we know, so we'll hear what he's thinking now. But Ooh, I never with, hear... With Dave? With Dave Catching? No, with uh, Mr. Klinghoffer.
2: Uh, Klinghoffer, I can't wait. They just said that, that uh, Bonfire of Teenagers is going to be released early next year. That it actually, they got a record deal for it. That him and Flea and Chad... And and Andrew Watt, and Iggy, and Andrew Watt, and Miley Cyrus are all on it.
0: Yeah, but I think the one song that was so controversial must not be on it. There was that? one one song that's a little. I heard there were some problems with some of the lyrics to the songs. Have you heard that we're living in some politically correct on Do you know what's going on, Chuck? Have you not been aware? You can't free think. You can't think anything different than other than the status quo. Uh, Oh, here we go.
1: This is where everybody tunes out. You know that, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know, at least they go. Here's the part.
0: (laughs) Here's the part. Well, no, I mean, I don't. I've never cared what other people think. Here's it if if somebody if somebody thinks something. Idiotic. I just think, oh you know, that's idiotic. That's stupid. What they're thinking. I don't want to ruin their life, and they should never play a concert again. I just think they're idiot. I think, you know, a lot of people are idiots. It doesn't mean I don't go see their concerts.
2: No, I don't expect. I don't
0: expect musicians to be these altruistic geniuses of political correct thought. I don't. Sid Vicious.
2: Right. <laughs> and his right. political affiliations were questionable at best.
0: <laughs> what was 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 uh, was he a, a, a liberal Democrat? What was what was Sid Vicious?
2: You know, what that, category that...
0: would in, in modern times, in modern <laughs> in modern measurement, let's take some heroes and put them in the modern context and try to pick what they are. So Bob Dylan is a Trumper, most likely, right? <laughs>
2: Well, (laughs) he he was a patriot. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, these days. What would Jimi
0: Hendrix be now? What would Jimi Hendrix be? He'd be canceled a
2: million times over. Jimi Hendrix? Well, any, any, um, unless you're a comedian... You have you have to be very aware because the entertainment industry is 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 one that gets turned on its head every once in a while. Anyways, well,
0: well, story goes that Morrissey had some lyrics that were very controversial and nobody wanted to put the record out. He insisted on that song being on the record, so it'll be interesting to see if that song is on the record. I hope it is. I hope it is, so that I can hate it and think he's stupid. But he has the right to put it on his record. No one has has the the right to to prevent
2: him to from making music. It's dumb. Yes, 100%. Right. Don't buy it. Don't go see it. Don't support he it. He
0: has a song, still to this day, he has a song called "Real Around the Fountain. Yeah. That to me is so contra. It just, it throws a monkey wrench into everything that we think about trauma and sexual abuse. And, and it's just really, think about the lyrics to that
2: song yeah. and what it's about. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's it, it. It's, it was a weird one. I was, and that actually do you know what the on. song is
0: about? Chuck, you sound like you don't know what the song is. about. I,
2: I do know. Slap me on the patio. I'll take it now. You know, and, uh
0: <laughs> well, what, yeah, I, I knew- yeah,
2: well, you're, you're, you're being poetic, Chuck.
0: The song is about being sexually abused as a child by a grown man and having no animosity towards that person. That's, it's- that's what I take from the song. Hmm. What do you take from the song?
2: It, that, okay, so this is, like I said, this just popped on because it's one of the songs I keep on my phone. So it, it goes through this, you know, random thing, and it popped on, and I realized, first of all, how engaging the song is, which made them so good. And I'm oh, listening great. to it, and I'm going, wow, it's almost as dark as Over the Moors, you know? But the idea of it, it is obviously something troubled. It is a very troubled relationship. You know, and it's it's a different, it's a different
0: (laughs) look. It's sexual abuse of a child. Okay, that's what it's about.
2: It could be sexual abuse, it could be physical abuse, but it is from the point of view of, you know what, it maybe it was my fault, and I'll take it and we'll move forward. Right. That that's shocking.
0: I mean, he's been shocking, he's been writing shocking, controversial lyrics since the first time he made Since an album. And so yeah. all of a sudden now you can't say certain things. It's just wrong. Let him say whatever he wants. And if you don't like it, don't listen to it. So simple. This if you is, don't it, like it, <laughs>
2: don't listen to it. His, 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 uh, you know, last of the famous, I mean, his, his, his loves and his interests haven't been mainstream his whole life. And, and his, His curiosity about the dark side of life isn't. How about how
0: about a song that I sing to everybody on their birthday and they don't like it? I sang it to Sid on her birthday just recently, and she was like, "Are you? Is that real?" I call to wish you an unhappy birthday birthday. because you're evil evil and and you lie. And if you you die, die, I might feel slightly sad, but I won't cry. That's I mean, great. that's fucking crazy <laughs> lyrics. I know, but it's, it's so happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. If you the guy kills I himself. won't cry. His chorus is, if you died, I might feel sad, but I won't cry. That's the chorus of the <laughs> song. But yet he writes a song about his polit- his his belief about religion and he's, he can't, you can't be released. It's weird. (laughs) You got to admit it's weird for a guy who's been writing songs about sexual molestation from a, not a, from a non-victim standpoint is what it sounds like. He's overcoming this thing that happened to him as a kid, right? Let the wheel around the fountain. I mean, we can get deep about Morrissey's lyrics. He's been controversial the whole time. All of a sudden now controversy is different. It's it's can't be heard. The person it, it, needs to stop. And yeah, that's not it's not fair. And I hope more people challenge it. I wish you know more mainstream artists challenged it.
2: Maybe that's I wish why Taylor
0: Swift would challenge it. I
2: maybe wish Taylor
0: it. Swift would challenge it. If you know, she could, would challenge it, it could change everything. You think she's that big? Oh, I think she is the biggest artist in the world. She's the biggest artist in the world. Taylor Swift? but
2: he go ahead but uh, i mean uh, he he has songs when he talks artist, about well. when he talks about you know pop culture people with their heads full of shit and they're afraid to say anything i mean he's he's been very open and honest okay about but that. let's
0: switch gears too. who could profoundly stand up for free speech it could be taylor swift Taylor Swift is not just a country artist, Mike. She's the biggest pop artist in the world. Okay. Because by any measurement, Taylor Swift is the most powerful <laughs> Mike, artist.
2: Mike, why are you so sad? I'm why are you so sad? sad?
0: Taylor Swift <laughs> is
1: awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying that nobody's going to care if she comes out and says, Oh, I think we should do free feats and songs. And well, artists should have the right to love. I don't think anybody's going to fucking listen. Not to one single fan of hers. Is gonna give one fucking iota. Could Billie Eilish do it? Billie Eilish would be a good one. Yeah. Well, I mean, she of course she's, but they know better. You know, they know it's better to get. In this, Isn't it interesting? Listen, that they know better to get in this arena, Bob, because you know what? It gets controversial, and guess what happens? People flee. They go fuck that. Every everybody knows it when oh, you so that's yourself, so that's why
0: so that's why Bob Dylan, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and everyone cowered from that. That's why they all cowered for me because years people ago, might Bob. not like them as I much. I have two words, Bob. Kid Rock. <laughs> he was awful to begin with. He didn't get can't, he didn't get canceled. Nobody liked him anymore. Hey, wait, let me tell you something. Limp Bizkit didn't say anything to about Trump, and they're they're nobody's buying their records. That's Kid Rock was shitty. Kid Rock was so insignificant by the time he claims he was canceled because he voted for Trump. It was just a, it's a it's a goof. Oh, did he no, say that? Yeah, he's canceled. Like he nobody would go to his concerts because of Trump. Like nobody went to his concerts because he's because he's Kid Rock, dude. Because he on. had
2: one single that I'm aware of. I would <laughs> beg to say, you know,
1: I would beg to differ. I would say that he's more popular because he was so un, He was so he was declining, and the Trump thing gave him a boost. At least he's got fifty percent of the United States. It gave I, I, him a boost. Know, I, I don't know. About you know, that. he only
2: had maybe a, a fourth or an eighth. Now, now, now there's <laughs> a question for you, Bob. If you okay. knew, okay. if you knew you could ignite your career and start touring right now, would you say Trump was robbed? <laughs> <laughs> no, I
0: would not. Oh God! But, but nothing, you- <laughs> nothing could get me to get in a van. Nothing. <laughs> I will never get in a van. Let no, Henry Rollins keep getting in the van. I'm not getting in the van. <laughs> Michael, oh, in
2: your motor home. You could take
0: your motor <laughs> yeah, home. <laughs> I could. Yeah, but that's his folk, folk in it. That's Woody Guthrie. So let me tell you, let's, let's switch gears then. Let's switch gears to a political statement that you had sent me, and then I watched it, and then I started sharing it with friends that have rehabs. And I'll tell you, this, this thing that's happened in Vancouver – it, that's no different than what's happened in LA. So yeah. let, let's, let's, let's fill the audience in. So there's a new controversial documentary documentary. I'm assuming it's done by, you know, right-wing fucking, you know, whatever the non-liberal people made it. And it basically blames the homeless problem, criminal problem, drug problem in Vancouver on the safe injection sites. Right? Yeah. Harm reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that I would be get that. great.
2: That would be what? I, I didn't get that far into it because I, if they're saying that well, that's the problem.
0: Then, well, they're saying that that encourages drug use. It's a standard operation, the operating procedure from I took it, it was a
2: decriminalization that started back when that, that, that led up to this. So they had a tenderloin type situation that was large. No,
0: it's, it's not. It's yeah, it's across the whole city. But but, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole about things that you know are are subjective. What's not subjective is that same problem is happening in Los Angeles and San Francisco and New Orleans, and they, we don't have safe injection sites, and we haven't d- decriminalized drugs. So the things that they're saying has to led to the homelessness and the homeless encampments and the wild west and the crime and whatever in Vancouver, in this documentary, those same things exist in Los Angeles and drugs are illegal. It's not decriminalized. There are no safe injection sites. And and actually, the, the argument in Los Angeles is housing prices. Housing prices in New Orleans that has the same problem it's $800 to get a, two a three-bedroom, two-bath house in New Orleans. So it's obviously not affordable housing that's the problem. What I'm starting to see is a consistent blaming of certain situations in different municipalities. In Vancouver, they're blaming the decriminalization of drugs and the safe injection sites for the homelessness and crime or whatever. In Los Angeles, they're blaming the lack of affordable housing. And in New Orleans, they I don't know what they're blaming. Maybe we could look it up. What are they blaming the homeless problem in New Orleans on? Because it can't be safe injection sites, they don't have them, and it can't be affordable housing because they do have it. There is just a certain larger and larger part of our population that can't function in our society for whatever reason, whether it's mental health issues, untreated mental health, addiction issues or just, I don't know, just can't keep up with how stressful uh, America has become to even live at the most basic level. There's something wrong with our society, but I don't think it's a lack of affordable housing. I don't think it's safe injection sites. And I don't think it's the decriminalization of drugs. I think it's like this part of the population just can't function in the society that we've become. So the question is, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? Because it's, it's really, it's the reason why I don't want to live in Los Angeles. Well, Elvis, that, that, has to, Elvis has told me, you know, there's not even, I, I don't feel safe going to the park, but that's like walkable from his house because there's homeless encampments there. Are the parents and the community leaders and the civic leaders listening to our children? Our parks are uninhabitable in Los Angeles. You can't go to them. Are we going to do something about it? And if we are, can we all have a say and can we all talk congenially and can we can we try to solve this problem instead of pointing at this group or that group or saying it's this or it's that?
2: Okay, right? then how how do you de-escalate any political discourse than to get it back to congenial conversation because that that when i okay even on the local news this morning i put on the local news this morning to say to see what the weather is going to be like and what's going on in my local area not cable shit or any of that and they said there were there was this thing about uh pelosi's husband getting attacked and they yeah. they were calling on politicians to tone down political rhetoric Because it's affecting this disaffected part of our society that went QAnon, that went uh, uh, every conspiracy, that went, you know what I mean? They go down these rabbit holes because that's what this guy who apparently did that, they're saying, that's the story they're selling. I don't know if it's true or not. That's what they're saying he was, is that 15 years ago, he was actually a more liberal type person who was... Because they they chase his media, and then he he ended up. He's got mixed ideologies, but they're extreme on both ends. So there's nothing but hate and hate and hate. So how do we get that back to a how how do we make civilization civilized? How,
0: how does there you that go. happen? How do you make a civil uh, uh, an uncivilized society go back to civil civil? And and part of it is we're letting the lunatics run the asylum. And Which that's is, the you bottom line
1: right there, Bob, because you know what? He should have been institutionalized a long time ago. He had been in Yeah, and but out. you'll have
0: the ACLU and you'll have all these liberal groups saying, That's my neighbor. I watched it in Echo Park. Maybe Echo that's Park what needs was, to be
1: changed. Mentally ill people should be in facilities. Well, you know what I mean? When you see somebody walking down the street with a machete or or a, or a hash uh, okay or let's just like address
0: that. healthcare healthcare in a bigger context we have a for profit healthcare system that is a complete failure it's a complete failure i got, i got a friend of mine's got cancer he's been waiting 3 months to even get the treatment that he needs why because we have a for profit healthcare system i had to mm-hmm. take sydney today because she wasn't feeling good for the last two days and she didn't go to school today. I had to take her to an urgent care and pay $105 cash to see her. Because if I went to Kaiser, it would be eight hours of her sick sitting in a fucking waiting room with 90 other sick kids. We have a broken healthcare system. And part of our broken healthcare system is a broken mental health system, but it's a much bigger problem is our, our, we have, I you know, Chuck, I God bless you that you've gotten all these surgeries. But what you had to go through to get them, I personally am not willing to go through. I just live, I just duct tape my hernia in. I'm not gonna go fucking on a phone tree <laughs> for fucking nine hours de- dealing with the idiocracy of getting Dude, it, it, it it's,
2: authorized. It's 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 not it's not easy. And you're you're right. Why like, should he,
0: you? Why should you? Your employer and you pay a thousand dollars a month for that health care. Why should you have to go through that? Americans <laughs> need to ask themselves why they have to go through this shit for-profit health care system.
2: Can, can I can I tell you something that just that happened not too long ago? As I said, I need to get more injections because they've removed my meniscus in my right knee. I have no cartilage, so my bones rub. So they do this injection between the bones of OrthoVisc and it keeps them from rubbing on each other and it makes it so I can walk and stuff. And I said, I need more injections. I haven't had any for 18 months. And they said, well, we're going to need x-rays. And I said, why? So they
0: ordered ordered
2: a ton of expensive shit to justify giving you $500 worth of some fucking thing. And I went and got the x-rays. The guy took the wrong x-rays. And they said, this doesn't show any bone on bone. And I said, you guys removed it. Check check my medical records. You guys know you removed it. On the third surgery, you finally removed it. So it was just like, oh, my God, really? This is, this is what it comes down to? So you're right. I'm, I'm playing, like, make a deal. <laughs> and, and it does. And, and do
0: you get, hey, do you get the feeling that you might maybe talk to a friend of yours in Canada to try to buy that shit and send it down to you and you could shoot it in yourself?
2: I could (laughs) totally get it. I've I've watched them do it enough times. I know where to shoot it and they're bitching long needles and it doesn't hurt nearly as much as it sounds like it would. There is a
0: whole surgery for americans in um indonesia do you know this like americans go and get knee replacement shoulder replacement surgeries in indonesia for like 40 grand they go stay in a hotel they get checked in the hospital they get recovered it's kind of like a combo uh indonesian vacation surgery thing because they can't get it authorized or the co-pays are too much so they there's this all this it's it's madness. But Mm -hmm. just, I want everyone to hear me. I'm not left or right about this for profit health. That's what we have in America. No other civilized society has it for profit health. Like we, and everybody understands for profit, you know, uh, energy. But it keeps us on the leading
1: edge, Bob.
0: (laughs) It does not. (laughs) No, <laughs> i've never seen don't. so many sick people limping around i i you know i was at disneyland uh for the for uh, for the halloween with the kids and uh you know and i just i've taken to this thing where i'm 61 years old and my kids can't keep up with me like i'm coming like hurry up Elvis! what the fuck come on because we gotta <laughs> we gotta you know because i weave through people i got i got i gotta get going And but when I'm calm down, I'm in my more spiritual place, my more sober mind and body place. I sit and I look around and I go, that person in that golf cart is 20 years younger than
2: me. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? The little scooters they have there. Yeah, yeah. And I just think like. This is why we had COVID lockdown, because we've got such an unhealthy population. <laughs> Dude, it's becoming Wally. You know that.
2: You've seen Wally. What is that? <laughs> you never saw that that movie, Wally, about the little robot? And, oh, and yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. the future, yeah, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. don't get out of their chairs for anything? How many people? People don't. We don't grocery shop. We get food delivered. We get everything. Everything's coming to our door. It's not long that it's going to be like, how did he get sick and die? He went outside. You run know, outside on a windy day and he didn't have the immune system for it. You know, it, it, you know, so I'm out there mixing amongst the animals and trying to get bugged to play in the dirt and doing everything we used to do because it's the only way, man. It, it you know just what, gotta, man? I don't know. The only people a-
1: that'll survive will be the homeless because they'll be immune to everything. Cause they live
2: outside. And they prefer- Maybe they know that. Yeah. Maybe that's the plan. They're going to wait for us. <laughs> no, but to d- die let's off.
0: have some <laughs> compassion. I like, I always, well, I was homeless, so I I don't know. I think I understand it, but I, I, but I talk to people now who are homeless and I don't understand. I never thought it was a permanent solution, for one thing. And the homeless right. people I talk to now just think like, yeah, you need to do more for us. Like, I never thought like that when I was homeless. Who needs to do more for me? I need to do more for me. Wow, maybe stop, maybe stop smoking crack. That might be a, you know, I always thought in the back of my mind, Chuck, Hey, if I stopped smoking crack, maybe I wouldn't be homeless. I really then did thought, think then that You go. And what
2: that, was I thinking <laughs> <laughs> that was the dumbest I, thought I ever had. <laughs> but I
0: mean, cause crack was so good and so cheap at that time. So I would remember like, I would go, you know, I'd sell something or steal something and i have some money. i get a motel and I'd be there for two days or whatever. And then I would be like, well, I have $26 left. Um, if I went out and hustled another $24, I could stay here one more night. Or I could spend this $26 <laughs> on crack <Yep>. and <laughs> ask for a late checkout.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you actually have went through that
1: whole process with $26. I would have <laughs> just made that decision like that, man.
0: Crack, <laughs> no, uh, crack. No, it was, it was. Well, I, I had multi diseases, I had multi addictions, so I had to have vodka in the morning or I would poop my pants. A dollar, I had to have crack $1.
1: 98 for
0: a pint, uh, yeah, half pint. Half yeah. <laughs> Fine. And, and, I, and i had to have uh heroin so that's another i know you're talking about another at least 17 yeah so now right. i'm like at 22 i like got four dollars worth of crack gotta get it and then hopefully- remember, Bob?
1: do you remember when they would give you cocaine with your heroin i never
0: quite got that and why the, why did they do that so that we'd get just a little tiny bindle that was only for a little while i yeah. lived at the stadium was- Inn motel i lived at chuck there used to be a crack motel called the stadium in motel it was on dodger stadium drive and sunset boulevard right before downtown and figaro in there nice. and and uh <laughs> i remember it was 59.99 or 49.99 a day and and there's Jack in the Box walkable, two lights down, that you could get two Jack in the Box tacos for 99 cents. You could get four if you're really gonna splurge, $1.98, and ask for a cup of water. So all I really needed to get to sub- to keep myself from homelessness was $51 a day, right? Okay. But the drugs that could be any amount that came. Like it could be 40, it could be 60. Chuck, it be round be rounded up to rounded up to fifty one. Keep that in mind. <laughs> no, but I mean, for me to eat, for me to eat and drink water and have a place to watch TV, fifty one dollars. But the crack, the one that dollar doesn't make be, any sense to me, Bob. What Bob. the one the one fucking dollar doesn't make any sense to me. I think two dollars for, for two. That's your the right lo- there. That's your two dollars. <laughs> Jack-in-the-box tacos were two for 99 cents, and I would go there twice a day, lunch and dinner, $2.
1: If you go to the dealer and say, I'm a dollar short, he takes what you got.
0: Oh, I've many times given them <laughs> not. One time, Johnny Depp. Johnny <laughs> we just Depp, call it fifty bucks. I, I'm gonna tell a Johnny Depp story. He's the kindest person. I gotta tell you. So Johnny realizes I don't have my glasses on. He goes, "Where are your glasses?" And I said, "Oh, I lost. I don't have. I I don't have any glass. Oh, we gotta get you some glasses, man." And I go, yeah, I don't have any money. It's like, oh, talk to talk to so and so, and and you know, go down to my glasses guy. So I go down to the glasses store. <laughs> this is what I'm homeless, no. Chuck. Chuck. I'm homeless. Yeah. I, not technically, I've got a car. So are you really homeless if you're moving around? So I'm yeah, basically a car homeless. is not
2: considered a home. <laughs> so
0: he says. Go down and get glasses, right? So they, you know, and of course, the glasses store is so excited. Johnny Depp's coming, but it's not Johnny Depp. It's his homeless friend. And uh, and they said, they did my eye exam and they were really nice. And then they said, so, you know, let's look at some glasses for you. And there was these Jean-Paul, Jean-Paul Gautier sunglasses. I don't know if you remember him. He was the one that oh, made the yeah. bra for Madonna. Remember the crazy okay, bra that know. Madonna had? He was this very out there designer guy. And they, you know, this is on Melrose in the prime of Melrose in 92 or something, 93. And uh, there's these sunglasses. I was like, oh, those are cool. And they said, oh, yeah, those are $750. And I said, well, it's Shiny you
2: <laughs> <laughs> No, you did.
0: Yes, I did.
2: <laughs>
0: I was just such a terrible person. Like most, like if it was me now, I would be ashamed. I was like, what are the cheapest glasses you have,
2: (laughs) right? But I
0: zeroed right in on the ones that were on the glass stand, inside a glass stand in the window. Mm. I was like, yeah, I think I need those. How (laughs) long
2: did those last?
0: Well, they did last quite a while. So I had Mm -hmm. them and then I was in Richmond, Virginia with my good friends and uh, there was a crack spot. And I went to go rip off the crack spot. So I had like a bunch of ones. I asked for two rocks, which were like $10 each, 20 bucks. And I only gave them like eight and was driving away. And the guy ran after me and grabbed those glasses and pulled them off. Uh oh. I Uh paid $750 worth of Johnny Depp's money for two rocks.
2: (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) And he was
0: like, was the greatest thing and i was like i know i still don't i still like think does that guy know how cool and valuable those glasses are i hope he got his money's worth i hope he got his other i hope he didn't give them to somebody for like twenty dollars I well, think really, about the guy is, that stole that's the That's about glasses. what
2: everything goes for. <laughs> that's just about 20 bucks. <laughs> <20, laughs> <20, laughs> how much is like that? Bucks. How
0: much is that Les Paul? 20 bucks? <laughs> 20, 20 you how got, much? You got. How about Martine Martin and I, one time, he had this big, he had this big screen TV. He was the first person I knew had a TV mounted on the wall of his living room. Ooh. And we were a little short on cash. And he literally walked to the supermarket, got his shopping cart. Came, we unbolted the TV, put it in the shopping cart, and he wheeled it into Ghost Town and traded it for some drugs in Venice, <laughs> California, in the Great Venice, California, now like two o'clock in the morning. You just, you're just pushing a shopping cart with a '50s screen TV, <laughs> 1994, like when you know.
2: When yeah, they were three, those those were when those like things were like three thousand, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like
0: two thousand dollars, yeah.
2: 20 bucks, <laughs> give me 20. Bucks. <laughs> okay, you throw in one more rock and <laughs> you can
0: keep the cart. A <laughs> hundred <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. So getting back to the homeless problem, I just think that the mentality that I had was what I'm doing is wrong, I know better, I was raised right, you know. I a little bit I, of I, shame. If I if I yeah, if I got off drugs, I probably wouldn't be in this predicament. It was pretty plain. Nowadays, I can talk to that same person who's living that life I was living, and they talk about what they should get.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, if we had, if we had, you know, my friend Todd Warren, who died ten years ago, so he was complaining about his homeless plight twenty years ago, saying how vouchers only covered half the month and i was like dude they're giving me a <laughs> hotel room for free for, for fucking 15, 15 days, days.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah and you're that's complaining? a lot of
0: that's money. not <laughs> enough that's not enough free <laughs> hotel rooms for you so it, it just, he was a, he was a cutting edge of what was to come right
2: right well that's isn't that the classic give him an inch you know and it and everybody no, but kinda-
0: it, it's just like nobody told, nobody's telling people. Like shame on you. I guess shame no. is such a horrible word that we can't do it. It's so demeaning or so awful. We don't, you know. Shame on you know. is not used enough, Bob. It's never shame used <laughs> anymore. We need to bring that back. Instead of <laughs> respect, <laughs> my mom, my mom had a million of my grandma, mom that raised. For those of you. For those of you keeping track at home, this is my those real mom. Those of raised. you playing
2: Don't Die Bingo, this is <laughs> yeah. grandma mom. My grandma mom. Grandma mom. She used
0: to say, oh, you're a little Dickens, Bobby. A little Dickens meant, um, and so I asked my dad, what is, why does mom call me a little Dickens? And he said, well, it's Charles Dickens. And Charles Dickens in that era in England, there were all these children just running wild, like wild animals in the streets. So she's saying you're a wild animal. (laughs) I I like the term street
2: urchin because I think I fit that when I was out there.
0: Street urchin
2: (laughs) was similar.
0: My mom was a real intellectual. So I was a little Dickens. She one time told me she loved me, but she didn't like me at all. Right? (laughs) And I was like, doesn't like me at all. Like not a doesn't like what I do, doesn't like what I think, doesn't like what I say. Just doesn't Doesn't like me at all. Wow. And then... She said, uh, religion is for stupid people. So I think I kept that one, right? Yes. <laughs> she did. She did. Wow. That's just so, that's just, a that's just story. Well, well, you wonder, <laughs> you wonder what creates me. I'm trying to share with people at home. <laughs> no. My mom used to say, when I was like eight years old, religion is for stupid people. And I'd be <laughs> like, oh, okay. You have to specify as your grandma my my grandmother born in in 19 how about this born in 1916 like i was raised by a woman born in 1916 think about that i wonder
1: why you still call your grandmother your mom and your sister your sister. because i didn't
0: even know my sister was my mother till i was 13 years old you know that now I know. They, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say why I'm so <laughs> fucked up and have these warped <laughs> senses. I had a mother telling me she loved me but didn't like me at all. At all, Chuck. That was the, that was the add-on. She could have said, I don't like you. Yeah, but I but know the whole to say,
1: story, Bob, and I still get
0: confused who you're talking about. <laughs> so, so let's just keep track. Okay. <laughs> Grandmother. So
2: I, I'm my, gonna draw a genogram. My here. <laughs>
0: mother, my the, the vagina I came out of was wow. Nancy Forrest. That was and Nancy Forrest. Yes. She was 15 at the time I was born. She was 14 when she got pregnant. Her parents said uh, they put her in a in St. Anne's Home for Unwed Mothers, a Catholic home for girls in Los Angeles, right in Silver Lake and Occidental Street. And they put her in there, and she had to pray a lot. She told me, like, they made them pray. (laughs) That's what the Catholics made girls do that were pregnant. Pray a lot. Pray for forgiveness, Chuck. Think about Mm. that. That was only 60 years ago. Pray for forgiveness of your sin. So what does that make you think about the kid coming out of you? This is the devil's child,
2: right? Obviously,
0: You're telling teenage girls to pray for forgiveness of what they've done. I mean, this is religion in America. It's sixty years ago. You think it's much better now? I'm still so baffled why you you learned this years ago. Why you don't
1: call your grandmother your grandmother and your because mom? Because she raised your mom.
0: me. Because she raised. She's the one who told me she loved me, but didn't like me at all. That's a mother. That's a mother, Chuck. I mean, Mike. That's something only a
2: mother would say. <laughs> that's
0: something <Yeah. laughs> only a mother would say. <laughs> but, still, okay. but, still, okay. but Bob, so, that, wait, should be the,
1: that should be the side note. And you should start with my grandmother and my mother as the real. But, th- but, th- but I'm trying th- to say what formed was me these by.
0: bad ideas that you object to so much. So she also <laughs> said, she, she used to say this thing all the time. Most people should read more and talk less. That, I, like that, that stuck with me. Like that's why I read so much because I wanted to, and that's probably why I talk so much because I think I have a rite of passage. I, I'm able to talk because I, I read, read so guys. much. <laughs> but think about that. I read. Think about being indoctrinated into a thought process, into a, a thought beliefs. It's the same as being raised in these neo Nazi families. It, I was it's told, kind of like a religion. <laughs> think about that most people should read more and talk less bobby my mom all read every day of her life she'd had a book i think it was a way of hiding away from us all i do i tell you that that hammer attack i i didn't want to talk about but uh, like the brutality of what happened to pelosi's husband like that makes me lock my front door Like it's crazy what's going on in our society. I've been, I'm alive 61 years. I've been paying attention. I paid attention from like, I would say like seven or eight till about 26. So how long is that? Like I paid attention for 19 years. Then I've been paying close attention for the last 30 years, 26 years, 27 years. So, I've been paying really pretty close attention to our society for about 50 years, I would say, 45 years. I've never seen a politician physically attack like that and want to be murdered in their home. And it it freaks me out that it could even happen. Shame on all of us. That this is what our society's become for our children. This is the society we want our children to inherit. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or like Trump or like Pelosi or whatever, this is everybody's cool with this to hand over to, to our children. Everybody's cool with this state that we're in of hatred and divisiveness. Everybody's cool with it. Don't mind that your grandkids witness it,
2: this. It scares the shit out of me with a special needs kid because it has to be a command. Imp- the society has to be more compassionate than it is for Bug to have a, a, a snowball's chance in hell of having a good life once I'm gone.
0: Interestingly, I've thought I've thought about that. So there's some special needs kids at my at Sydney school. Sydney's been being bullied pretty eh, you know, I don't even like the word bullied. She's just it's getting picked on. And she doesn't stand up for herself. And I've talked go. about it before. She's getting picked on and she's not standing up for herself. So that's her journey. She needs to know how to stand up for herself. Um, interestingly, no one ever has done that to the special needs kids. So we we are getting better in some ways, Chuck, or at least Claremont is right. Isn't that interesting? But and I asked some questions of the special needs kids mom. They also don't have a lot of people that are playing with them either. It's kind of like people are steering clear of them and being politically correct about it. Right. I'd rather special needs kids in my school. And we'd, We, you know, we, they were just like everyone else. Like they played on the baseball team. They were just like everybody else. That's what, that's where the, I think the term of mainstreaming happens. Like, you know, you're just like everybody else and everybody kind of fills in the blanks and, and helps out, but to not include that person, but not bully them. I think that might be worse. I don't know. To be, yeah. to be invisible, I think to be invisible in worse. a
2: society is really hard for anybody. I mean, I think people struggle with that, especially like right now. So many people are being extreme and overly dramatic on social media to be noticed, to be heard, to be seen, and that's because our social level is is out the door, right? So, it, what what do people have to do to be heard, to be seen, and and that that worries too. Um, but I mean, there's, what can I do about that? I can raise a child who can fend for himself as best he can. So I have to allow him to take his own lumps. You know, parents
0: can't be scared of it. So we went to Bob Baker marionette theater and there was a, a, special needs girl walking around with her grandma, uh, and she was just, she was just so loving, and she was so kind. But Sydney didn't know how to take it right. No kids ever come up to her and put their hand on her knee and kind of, like you know, unsolicited or whatever. And so, I I was engaging with the girl, and she was so excited to see the thing, and she she couldn't speak. And the mother, the grandmother, and mother said, you know, she can't speak, but she can understand. And so I was talking with her, and when she they went back to their seat when the thing that show was starting. Sydney said, what is wrong with that girl? And I said, nothing. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, but she just can't, she can't talk. And I said, well, yeah, she can't talk. And I, you know, and I talk too much and you don't stand up for yourself. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And so she can't talk, but look at how kind she was. Look at how, how she walked around to everybody and said hello and wanted to meet everybody. Yeah. You That's a on the special, positive. That's special thing but but that's a special thing it's it's unique and and beautiful and 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 you got to have dialogues with our children i think too many and i would say on both sides liberals are too politically correct about it and don't want to talk about it wouldn't you say chuck oh we don't want to, oh they're oh they're just the same as everyone else no they're not obviously they're not Right, and then rep- Republicans or the conservative or the right wing would—I don't know what they do with it. I don't know a lot of those. Oh, they talk
1: about it, but they don't do anything about it.
2: Or,
0: right. or, or, you, or we or, shouldn't or, have or, to pay for it. It's probably their stance. Yeah. We shouldn't or have pe- to pay for the, right, <laughs> special know, needs
2: people.
0: You, you know what's,
2: what's funny is that it's a lot like with uh, a lot of the white people with a black friend. Though, they'll, they'll go, they'll see that that something's a little different, and they'll go, uh, "Is he on the spectrum?" I have a cousin who's on the spectrum and like, you know, it's like, I have a black friend. So I totally get it (laughs) when it's not like that. It's and not all black people are the same and not all kids that are on the spectrum are on the same and bug isn't even actually on the spectrum. It's an undiagnosed. It looks like it. It acts like it, but it's different. So just the idea that just, you know, ask, ask, you know, is it cool if he does this? Yeah. There are things he, in many ways, he's very normal. He's very, Uh, let's say average or you know he's he's he doesn't stand out in some ways but in other ways yeah he absolutely stands out and i love that about
0: him yeah there's a uniqueness about him it's it's a hard time i think right now to get adolescence or whatever oh yeah but but as a child i just love when he would come he's just such a joy and I can tell you that wasn't my feeling about a lot of my other friends' five-year-old kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, they're coming over? Oh, God. So Bug was always a joy to come to Beachwood, right? And, and I can tell you, it's not always a joy. And You guys are a joy. You're great parents, and you're lovely, and you're open and honest. And, and, and I think we all just need to, like, mellow out a little bit. I, I don't know, but but this man, like 80-year-old dude, like some fucking misinformed person broke into his house and beat him almost to death with a hammer. I mean, yeah. I've never heard of something like that. And I've hated a lot of politicians. And I've probably threatened some, too. But yeah, I, would do so solicited, solicited. <laughs> I would never do that. But I would never really do it. I was just right. expressing how frustrated I right. am. And, and the frustration is mine because I don't understand how they can be like that. How someone's main concern about bug would be, I don't want to pay for that. Right. That, mm-hmm. I, I mean, right. that is a political stance. Like, right. y- like what? Not why my kid, money, not my problem. Why you would money be the first thing you think about when right. you meet uh, a unique uh, kid that needs a little filling in or whatever? like, You know, it's so crazy to me that you immediately, and I have a lot of friends and I've shared it a lot. Like I have some really wealthy friends who a lot of the time, this conversation always just gets around to taxes and they just complain about taxes. It's just like, what? Like what? Like you've won the lottery. I don't see, I don't see how that could bother you. Right. But they, they, they see it in this like, oh, well, you know, the other people aren't pulling their own weight. Yeah, because they right. don't have the money you have.
2: Like, come <laughs> on. Because they, they can't pull the weight. But that's really, that's, you know, really about the thing, you know, what, where are we heading? Is it, is any of, is any of the trends, are any of the trends reversible at this point? And if so, how do we do it? Because we do have a, a huge uh, mental health population that isn't being seen. We have this huge disaffected population that isn't being tended to the proper way. Whether whether we let them live in misery by decriminalizing or lock them up in jails, uh, either is not really the answer, right? So where where is it? How is it? Is it people... Like us, do we need to quit our jobs and start like doing something else where we can, you know, actually physically make it? No, that's up to Milwaukee. I'm mean, <laughs> <because> there like <laughs> us actually yes. doing something. No. I'm sorry, no. I don't know no, what I was but thinking. I,
0: I'm thinking like, uh, well, if this part of the population just can't function, we need to have our parks our you know just because certain people part of the population can't function and it's a political hot potato that politicians love blaming each other about our children can't safely go swing on a swing at a park Correct. in Los Angeles so are we going to deal with that at least parks at least near parks we need to prioritize our children we say that they're the biggest priority in our society i don't see how right? I don't see how. It doesn't show. It it doesn't show in any way. And what does seem to be very important is war and army and marines and bombs and military industrial complex. Just by looking at the annual federal budget, 56% of all tax dollars go to the military. So what do we we really care about? But what are we, are we, we talking really about, about
1: all of America or are we talking about our local LA?
0: It's mostly community. federal money. That's dealing like they get federal grants and whatever. It's not like the federal government is hundreds of trillions of dollars in the Los Angeles, though I saw an article that was very interesting. I don't know if I sent it to you. Do you know that California might next year be the fourth largest economy in the world? We have already passed England and France. The co- economy of California is bigger than the countries of England and France. GDP gross domestic product. And, and that's like what, all the Silicon,
2: well- Valley and Silicon
0: Valley the movie and Valley Hollywood. Hollywood yeah, yeah. I would say those two oil would be another one. I would think, Oh, farming agriculture. I mean this, we've got it all here. Why we're a part of the United States. I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> like, we would be, so it would go like China, uh, uh, United States. Uh, who would be the third largest economy? I mean, Germany. Germany's got no. That pretty good. Yeah, Germany's third, and we. Uh, Germany's fourth, and we might take over Germany next year It'd be the fourth largest economy. It's crazy how big the California economy is. That is crazy. How much, crazy we, how that much we, are we export?
2: Side down. It is are, cr- crazy that we are that. How about the down fact more?
0: that our tax dollars support twenty-two states? They couldn't function without our tax dollars. And most of them hate the fuck out of us. How about that? (laughs) Like like the money's going to Alabama, Mississippi, North Dakota, South Dakota. I wasn't a fan
2: of my parents either, which is kind of what we are at that
0: point. When you make a thousand bucks and somehow you end up with 662, that money went to the government. Only 13, only 12, I think uh, 11.75 goes to California. The other... 28% goes to the federal government. Twice as much goes to the federal government to make roads and social programs for Alabama and Mississippi and North Dakota and South Dakota. It's pretty simple math. We pay, you know, three to one taxes to the federal government. And most of that money goes to defense, which I'm fine with. It seems like most most Republicans are fine with r- the Russians taking over. Why don't we just ask the Russians to come in and take over? <laughs>
2: like <laughs> it's a hard it's language. A <laughs> it's a really hard language.
0: I know. Would they could they soften the spelling of the words? Because could maybe, we have a hodgepodge? Maybe
2: we could do like the Clockwork Orange Russian of yeah. Thing.
0: Well, could we have Russian hip hop and kind of American slang all mixed together, kind of like that? But there we I, go. I, uh but you can look up the the economies we have a bigger economy than england a bigger economy than france
2: it, it, like, it sounds so like so to me like
0: if you just way separated
1: way. if you just separated la county we would be the 19th largest economy in the world
0: are you looking all this shit up now mike's gonna mike just found his rabbit's hole for tonight chuck He's going to go down rabbit
2: <laughs> You know, it, it just, just goes to show that money isn't the solution. Money well, isn't the answer in and of itself. It's going to take creative, compassionate, uh, dedicated people to change shit. And unfortunately, everybody's caught up in their own trip. I believe there are
0: more people in L.A. County than in like 15 states. I believe there are more people in L.A. County than there is in the whole state of Nevada. How crazy is that,
1: 3.8 million in Los Angeles. Okay,
0: Las Las look up the population of Nevada.
2: Well, I guarantee you
0: LA County is bigger than Nevada and they get two state senators.
2: Good. they're not counting Area 51 though.
1: <laughs> uh, Nevada is <laughs> 3.144 million. So oh. we're bigger than
0: at Nevada. Okay, go to North Dakota, South Dakota. They're not even a million people in each state. north dakota south dakota chuck i want for those tallying at home they also get two senators from each state by the way we're talking about a representative government seven
1: hundred and seventy four thousand nine hundred and forty eight <laughs> so mm-hmm. there are
0: chuck are you following that? Yeah, a million. that real math i believe there are six times as many people in la county as there is in the whole state of north dakota
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just talking about la county we're not talking about california we're just talking about la county no
1: kids montana more montana only has one million people uh, okay no. go to another north, one. north if, carolina has 10 million p-
0: okay north carolina stays okay what about north what carolina about, stays what, so let's uh no you got to stay west what about colorado how many people in colorado more people,
2: people, people going every day yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> for, the I keep hearing, for the week i keep hearing how beautiful it is there i said like, go ahead another red state 5.8 okay so they're bigger they stay
2: uh, the, <laughs> Are you deciding who stays and who goes? It's good we're not kings, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: Nevada, North Dakota, South Dakota. There's got to be some other ones. Look up Iowa. How many people? California.
1: Live in California alone has thirty nine point four million people.
0: <laughs> That's ten percent of the United States. It sure is. Okay, so anyways, we got to play this game more often. Like, what is LA (laughs) bigger than? LA is bigger than the state of uh, Rhode Island. Oh yeah, go to the lame little ones. More (laughs) than Rhode Island, Rhode Island gets two senators, even though they, you know, they're pretty progressive in Rhode Island. Where is Joe Biden from?
1: uh, New, York is eight, New York is 8.44. 4. Yeah,
0: you're going to the big ones. Go to the little ones you never heard of. Go to Rhode oh, Island. Yeah, I'm going to go the for population big ones i I'm going to go
1: San Francisco.
0: Well,
2: think about how... San Francisco is it small.
0: It's like less than a million people. It's a small town. What,
2: what Chuck? Yeah, I, if, if you think about some place like Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, you've got such a small space and such a similar demographic can i just say it i'm just gonna right. say but, it over but and over. but how, Two senators. how easy would it be to get people's needs met in a place like that when you don't have 380 million people that are all from different walks of life with different needs and all that stuff you know this is it, it would be so much easier that's i mean that well that here's what they say i mean i've been to these states here today you're
0: from california yeah, why don't you stay the fuck out of my business? Oh my god. Uh, okay, why don't you stop taking our tax dollars then? Is that cool? Because I'm cool with that. So no monies that come from California taxes go to West Virginia. How about that? And you keep your guns and and ban abortion. Is that cool? Can we shake on it? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah. ban abortion. They, you know, and they and they give everyone guns for free, right? Um, that's just, it's just like kind. You know,
2: of... you know, you give out that many guns. That's really, really late term abortions. <laughs> they're, they're just they're just killing each other down the road. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of murder in West Virginia. Is there? That's too bad. I, I can't believe know. I just said that.
0: They're, they just uh, they just I don't they like hunting there. I don't care what other people do. My basic premise is. I don't give a fuck. But if I did give a fuck, these are some of the things that bother me. And one is, <laughs> <laughs> one is the demonization of California when our money goes to you guys and you fucking hate us. Can we do something about that? Can you just not hate us as much? You know how many times <laughs> I've asked that. Oh, it's a you from California. Everywhere I go. So you're from California. It used to be in the 80s when you were in a back. So you're from L.A., right? And they wanted to know about L.A. and celebrities and whatever and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Now it's like, you're from fucking California, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you tell that, tell that fucking libtard Nancy Pelosi to go fuck herself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I never, I'm sorry, I've never met Miss Pelosi. Uh, I don't, I don't, know, I don't really, no. you know. I don't really know why you would be so concerned yeah. about Nancy Pelosi living <laughs> in your trailer home here.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, wow. We're, we're off the rails. So, you
1: were talking about West Virginia, right? And Jim yeah. Justice, Jim uh Justice is the governor of uh, West Virginia. And then you look up uh who's the richest person in Jim Justin. <laughs> Jim Justin
0: <laughs> in West Virginia.
2: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> look at Bob Bob poor, wait a minute, wait
0: a minute, wait a minute. It's even better. It's the poorest state in the union. Oh, and the they, guys, were, they said, Yeah, we're billionaire. Fucked. might as well let the rich guy be the governor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. And I'm not picking on West Virginia I've been to Huntington, you West Virginia. No, I've been there to fucking Huntington. It's a, it was ground zero for the opiate overdose death like 10 years ago. <laughs> cool people. Cool people. I met some cool kids there. But, I mean, yeah, he was the richest guy. God. You know, here's the thing about California I know. The richest people don't want to be governor of California. Nobody <laughs> wants that. No rich people want that job. But in West Virginia, the richest guy wants that job. Oh, my God. Maybe that's
2: how he got to be the richest guy.
0: <laughs> well, well look at the other guy the senator from there isn't he like an oil guy and then he's also mansion joe mansion he's gotta be one of the richest guys in west virginia yeah. he's always the swing vote on everything and he's always like as long as there's oil involved or coal i'm good with it mm. right so we've got a broken political system broken health care system broken education system we've got a homeless and mental health an addiction problem that's exploding in every major city in America, what are we going to do about it? We're going to hate each other. That's
2: what that we're going to do about it. That That's going to fix yeah. it. Let's just you know hate what? each just other. Fuck everybody that doesn't agree. <laughs>
0: With me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, somebody pointed out to me, the Iranian revolution, very important around my house, my wife is Iranian, very, very, uh, we're on pins and needles, what's going to happen in Iran, right? And a, a friend of mine that knows a lot about politics said, pretty ironic that Russia is overextended and then all of a sudden there's a revolution in Iran. And I said, what does that mean? He goes, America's behind the revolution, right? Because Russia is the one that's always held back the people of Iran, right? but right now they can't they're overextended in ukraine so america mm. went in there maybe and stirred up the uh, fires of dissent as they say chuck Ooh. nothing happens in the world a friend of ours mike mark doesn't remember because he was drunk most of the time you know this chuck yeah the, he was Jesus drunk Christ. almost from the moment he woke up he was drunk mad dog 2020 <laughs> Thank you, but Good i for you. but i befriended a lot of our fans and one of our fans is a guy named jeff i believe and he lived in Washington, D.C. And his dad was a high up at the CIA. And he told me this story. He was going on and on about who killed the nuns in El Salvador. Who killed the nuns? And you did. He pointed out his dad. You did. You, your fucking people did. And his dad was just sitting there at the dining room table at breakfast and just said, I'm going to tell you one thing. And then I don't want to talk about this anymore. Nothing in this world happens by accident. All right. Peace yeah, out. you. Good night, guys. Good night, you guys. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye. Boom. Saka-laka-laka-boom.
1: See you, Bob.